Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five upset alerts for week nine. I did not get to do this one yesterday, so we we held it because I had to go um, be a good husband. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna meet after the show. Yeah, no, that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, number five, and this was tough to do upset alerts this week. BYU against Texas. They're on the road. Uh, the only reason I put this on the list is Texas has Malik Murphy starting, and if BYU can somehow get in his dome, then that's an upset chance for them. I do not think they can stop the run enough. Um, with Jonathan Brooks being part of this, it makes the soft landing uh, so much softer for Malik Murphy as he's stepping into an offense that's already got studs all over it. And so I don't know if BYU can stop him, but if they can somehow get Malik Murphy's head, then maybe this is an upset alert. And these will get you know progressively better as they go along. But this is a, a rough week to call upsets on. As a matter of fact, I would think most of the upsets you're going to see are going to be more like North Carolina or Virginia over North Carolina last week where no one would see it coming. Yeah, that was that was incredibly surprising to see uh, the Cavs get that win. But, uh, man, that's just um, – we never really talked in depth about that. But that's just Mac Brown, right? Like just yeah. uh, dropping a game like that when things are going so well. I know he's, he's won a big title before, but, uh, man, he could have had so many more if not for games like that uh, happening on a regular basis. But – uh, yeah, you know, BYU had a, a great win last week over Texas Tech. Obviously, a lot of turnovers played into that. But it didn't do a whole lot to change my mind that, um, you know, they're okay on defense uh, to, to good at times. And I'm just still not a fan of, of what they can do offensively uh, with regularity. So uh, I have a hard time seeing how they're going to run the football. And I don't love the idea of Keaton Slovis having to sling it around to get you to, to win a game, right? Much less... That's just the offensive side of it. Oh, yeah, then what do you do on defense? And, but I think you're right. Like, defense is where you probably can win this game uh, because of the quarterback situation so long as you do force him into some mistakes and or he makes some mistakes and you're able to capitalize on those. Um, yeah, I mean, this one, it didn't change my feel for it. Like, I've just, I've just banked on Texas winning this game, so the quarterback change didn't change my mind really in the, the slightest. I think Texas is still 17.5-point favorites in this game. And I do think that they'll win. Um, but the Malik Murphy wild card here and just the unknown about him uh, does make it interesting because, yeah, there could be those first start jitters and, you know, the things just kind of slide sideways and it's one of those Saturdays. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a possibility. Yeah, you, you, 17 and a half points, they're so explosive. 
Uh, and you wonder what it would be if Malik Murphy wasn't starting their quarterback. And I think he's a he's a fantastic uh, uh, young prospect. And and. and in, in many regards, Malik Murphy is ad- auditioning for a lot of different things. He's auditioning to be the starting quarterback when Quinn Ewers leaves over Arch Manning. And if he's not, if that's not going to be the case, if Arch Manning eventually beats him out, then he is auditioning to be the starting quarterback somewhere else. So yeah, he's uh, getting NIL offers yeah, based so, on his audition. Yeah, yeah, and then you'll get the argument. Well, no, this is all a plan in place. Everybody has a price, even though at Texas they can pretty much meet most of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just fans. Be, I mean, that's also playing time issues. Yeah, as much that's, as that's a lot else. of different things. But point being, if he plays well, there will be, and even if he doesn't, there will be people who are in his DMs already because quarterbacks are such a, a craving for for teams out there. That yeah, he's going to be a guy that if he goes out and performs, whatever he's already probably been talked to about or people have inferred could skyrocket in a major way. Yeah. yeah. Number four, Utah versus Oregon. Uh, this one. Again, really, uh, the only reason it's an upset is that, um, you know, Utah doesn't have Bo Nix, but uh, it would not surprise me and shouldn't surprise anybody. What? You mean Cam Rising? No, I mean, like, Bo Nix is the difference in this game to me. Oh, Utah doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, Bo Nix is the difference in this game to me in that um, Utah, very well, if they had a, a, you know, if Cam Rising was playing, I wouldn't even have put this game on the list at all. But, you know, uh, Barnes is going to have to go in there and and create some magic again, and he's not going to be going against a defense that is a turnstile like USC's is, but it is Utah, and they've managed to do weird stuff all year. So let's see it again. Let's get weird, Utah. Yeah, I mean, if there's a team, I'm not going to put it past them to win uh, a game where they're they're not favored. It's, it's Utah. Uh, I think that that program is just so tremendous that um, – you know, you give them a chance anytime they go out there. Uh, they're less than touchdown dogs. So what does that tell you? And at home, um, there's also that element to this as well. So, yeah, there is definitely some ingredients involved here. Just the, the performance last week and the big win and uh, all the confidence in Bryce and Barnes now. Uh, something's going to have to give against these defenses as far as the running game goes, unless it's just going to be a shootout with a bunch of big plays, which I guess is possible. But uh, both these teams going up against defenses that are pretty stingy um, against the run. And in Utah's case, that's been a little bit of a bugaboo for them is, is trying to get that going. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Utah. Uh, so gloves off and, and, yeah, certainly a possibility they could pull the, uh, the upset here. Number three. Colorado versus UCLA. Um, look, UCLA is is played better than Colorado the the whole of the season, really. Uh, but Colorado has still got Shadur Sanders. They still can score a bunch. Uh, they're going to be a problem for any defense that they play. And while UCLA's defense is pretty good, um, you know Colorado's just going to be a problem. Now, if they're the Colorado we've seen after the first three weeks, then. Yeah, I mean, UCLA is probably going to win this game. But, again, I don't put anything past this Buffalo team and with the amount of points that they can score if they if they get on a heater. Yeah, I mean, they've had time to prepare, right? Uh, they've had a, a what seems like a long break. It's yeah. only been a weekend. It seems like they haven't played in like a the, month, I guess. Yeah, because we just a heard, Friday game. Yeah, because we just heard so much about them, though, that like they haven't played. And so it's just like, oh, yeah, the Colorado, that, that's, that's a story still. Um, yeah, I'm very intrigued by how they play. Um, UCLA had great success with the quarterback change. You know, Dante Moore is a good young prospect, but they decided that just too many mistakes and they go with Garbers, and that worked out well for them last week. So, um, you know, that'll be um, obviously a big part of this is that quarterback battle, Garbers versus Shador, and who can have the uh, the better game. But uh, UCLA is a, 
a good team, man, and I think that uh, they're, you know, the favorites for uh, a reason here. But Colorado, they have enough playmakers, and we've seen them, how they can score points. You know, the defense is obviously, eh, but uh, they can score enough uh, most of the time. Now, can they score on this UCLA defense at will like they have against some others? That'll be the, the big curious part of this, but um, they got to be able to get stops on defense themselves, and that's been a, a big issue for them. You wonder how much they've been able to tighten things up with yeah. the week off and how much – they could change in a week, but uh, perhaps they get enough done. There's a line on that game. Do you all know off the top of your I'm head? I'm going to guess it's 13. Let me see here. I'm just going to guess. It's higher than UCLA I thought. UCLA at 17-point favorites. Okay. So yeah. there you go. So, and by it. the way, that, that's in, that's one of the games in our pick'em. That's the TexasBeefHouse.com pick'em. That's uh, one of the games in, in uh, that group. Number two, Georgia versus Florida, the cocktail party uh, in Jacksonville. And the only reason I say this is that if you watch the Gators and what they've done this year, you heard Chuck Cooperstein talk about it earlier in the week on the show, that on the field he's not thrilled with the, the product that Billy Napier has put out there. But I do think that Billy Napier, um, you know, and he's trying to, like you say, he's probably trying to do too much. But if you look at their offense, it is like to call it vanilla um, would be a compliment. But that's what they kind of have to do because they have two really good playmakers in Ricky Pearsall and and Trevor Atien. But uh, Graham Mertz is uh, a bus driver, and and he's not Keanu Reeves or Sandra Bullock driving the bus. He is a school bus driver, and they've done well with that. Uh, defensively, they're they're pretty solid. But again, there's nothing like about you know most of their defense. It's going to be like holy crap, look who's coming around the edge like there will be on Georgia. But this is a huge rivalry game. Um, he'll have them playing, I think, within themselves pretty well. And that me and Georgia's just, they've played fast and loose with things, and Brock Bowers not going to be there for another week. Could make this interesting. I don't think it'll happen. Georgia's a massive favorite. But, you know, uh, crazier things have happened and when it comes to huge rivalry games like this. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a, a long-standing rivalry, so those things can always get kind of wonky. Uh, even though Georgia's shown a little bit of uh, flaws here and there, it's still just like they just keep on moving on, right? It's like when when is that day going to come where they finally drop a game because they're on they're on a hell of a run right now. Um, but yeah, I mean this is is one to definitely pay attention to. One of the bigger games of the entire weekend and just some bad blood here. So you know, Billy Napier's got some good things going on. Is it enough in the end? Uh, obviously, most people don't think so. That's why Georgia's still you know over two touchdown favorites. But yeah, who the heck knows, man? It could get it could get wild out in Jacksonville, Florida, for the uh, world's largest cocktail party. So sure, yeah, absolutely. And number one, Oregon State versus Arizona. If you're playing Noah Fafita and this Wildcat team, you're on upset alert because he can get hot. Um, they have turned around. Jed Fish uh, really has found his uh, – looks like he's starting to find his sea legs there uh, as they get ready to come into the Big 12. They're, you know, they're going to get somebody else, and Oregon State standing in their way this week as well as they've played. But if I'm, if I'm Oregon State, I am absolutely on the highest of alerts for an upset this week because Arizona's been playing really well. Yeah, they've been much better. Um, moving on from Jaden Delora, Fafita's given them something there um, at the quarterback spot. Um, you know, Oregon State's just so stingy on defense, um, and, you know, that has been uh, part of their calling card. Uh, I still like Oregon State, but, yeah, Arizona's been feisty enough that you got to pay attention, and the way they just whooped on Washington State was um, 
was surprising. I mean, just how lopsided that game was. So big opportunity for Jed Fish. I mean, a top 10-ish type of a win would be absolutely massive for that program. Uh, you're at home. Um, so that's part of, I think, Oregon State's identity, too, is when they're at home especially, it's just like, man, it's yeah. it's like almost impossible, right? Or it feels that way. So, yeah, the fact that this game's in Tucson um, – we gonna talk to uh to our buddy Jason? Have you reached out to him at all? Yeah, no. We're about uh, due to talk Arizona, I think. But yeah, uh, no. If he can't help us with realignment, screw him. <laughs> no, that's a, yeah, Paul, you I brought that up in a text. More, he did <laughs> help for a good long while. I think there. he ended up being the guy that made it all happen. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. Be, if we can drop, if there's an opening tomorrow, that's a great. That's a great get. I'll try to talk to him. Yeah, no, it's just been a, a long time since we spoke, and I, they still got. Let's see, UCLA coming up, Colorado, Utah. So there's some other games out there for, for them as well. And then Arizona State at the end of the year. But, yeah, um, like what, what Jed Fish has going on, like what Oregon State's got going on a lot more. But, yeah, they definitely need to have their, their antennas up uh, against these Wildcats. I love the stories. Of, we, we knew Oregon State would be good. Uh, I love the stories when some teams, like, come out of nowhere. Uh, that's one right there, that they are now a problem. And, and yeah. it'll be fun to see how they finish if they can sustain that. A couple of college basketball notes to close it out. Um, despite Bob Higgins, uh, Bob Huggins, excuse me, resigning and leaving West Virginia, uh, the Mountaineers, thanks to Joey for sending him in this, uh, found and got the commitment from five-star recruit Cooper Flagg over Duke and UConn. So it's a huge deal for West Virginia men's basketball. Craig brought up earlier the commitment of the young man out of Missouri, um, I just went blank on his name. Ryan Wingo. Ryan Wingo, a five-star stud that committed to Texas, and they flipped that around lately. Uh, it's a huge deal for Steve Sarkeesian. And Jalen Bridges has been named to the 2024 Julius Irving Award Watch list uh, from the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.